Hello and welcome to the Gift of Love broadcast, where love is your greatest gift. My name is Lyndon Batiste of Batiste Ministries. Our mission is to teach the world the power of loving God and loving others. We love God by obeying His Ten Commandments. And we love others by becoming 1 Corinthians 13. It is my hope that this episode of the Gift of Love broadcast is a blessing to your life. Well, hello and welcome to the Gift of Love broadcast. I am Lyndon Batiste and I am so excited to be able to share God's message of love with you here today. Before we get into the Word of God, please repeat this powerful confession after me. I am about to hear the wisdom of God. I will receive it. I will value it. I will obey it. I will have faith in it. Meaning that I will put it into action in my life immediately so I can experience the positive impact and manifestations of God's love, grace, blessings, success, honor, protection, healing, peace, joy, and goodness in my life. Amen. And yes, God indeed wants you and I to experience all of these blessings. And God says, when you follow me, when you obey my word, when you love me and fellowship with me, you will experience all of these blessings in your life. Amen. Today, I want to speak with you on the commandment to love. This podcast is titled The Commandment to Love. And our scripture is Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 40. And in verse 37, the scripture reads, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And this scripture is so powerful because the religious leaders called themselves trying to back the Son of God into a corner and asking him, which is the greatest of the commandments? And Jesus says, I'll do better. I'll explain to you why we even have the commandments in the first place. So while you're focusing on ranking them in order in terms of greatness, I'm going to tell you why they're all great. And if you understand the purpose, then you understand that there's really not a point in having a discussion about the hierarchy of these commandments, that they're all, they are all infused with God's love, with God's being, and with God's personality. And essentially what Jesus says, he says, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So in other words, he's saying, the reason why you have the law, the reason why we have the prophets, the reason why they spoke so powerfully, and the reason why we have the biblical narrative from Genesis to Revelation, the, re- the reason why I am here, the reason why you're here is because of love. Yes, we are here to grow in love. We are here to love God with all of our heart, our soul and our mind. And we're here to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And we're here to grow in that love, to mature in that love. So Jesus is saying, if you don't understand the purpose of these commandments, the purpose of all of this, then you'll you will ask questions like which one is the greatest. But when you understand the spirit of it, then you'll understand that they all 
they all speak to God's love and the reason why we are here, which is to love. And Jesus says, so when you look at the law, you should see love. When you listen to the prophets and you hear the words that they spoke, you should hear God's love. Not God's judgment, not justice or not do's and don'ts, but love. We are all here on this earth to learn how to love. That is why Jesus came. Jesus essentially showed us what human potential looks like when it is established and committed to growing in love. That's who Jesus is. He is the full embodiment of the character, nature and likeness of God, who is love, who is love. And to be Christians, followers of Christ means that we are committed to growing in love as well. And I want to take some time to briefly define these three areas of love, these three components of love, which all come to what we're talking about today, the commandment to love. And the first being loving God. And I define that as the complete and willful submission to the person and will of God. To love God is when we decide to completely and willfully submit to the person and will of God. Complete and willful submission to the person and will of God. Yes, when we are in love with God, essentially we've said, God, here is my life. It's no longer mine, it's yours. And whatever you have decided, whatever your choices, you are the CEO of my life. You are the captain of my life and I follow you. I relinquish control over it and I hand it to you. Whatever your desire is, wherever you, you, you will tell me to go, I will go. Whatever it is you tell me to say, I will say because my life is no longer mine, but it belongs to you. And this is the biblical message of the cross. As I think, uh, think about the fact that it's Easter weekend. Yes, Jesus died on a literal cross, but he asks us to pick up our own cross. And what does that look like? That looks like you and I completely and willfully submitting to the person and will of God. When we have done that, then we can indeed say that we love God. Because oftentimes we confuse love with all of the different definitions of what love can be in the romantic sense or in the or in the sense of God is on my mind or I go to church so therefore I know that I love God I put money in the bucket therefore I know that I love God but how the scripture defines love with all your heart your soul and your mind God is asking for every component of who we are no stone unturned but everything that we are we submit to God and God says that's love that's what love is. That's how I define love. The word submission literally mean, meaning the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. So when we love God, we are in submission to God's will for our lives. We're submitting to who he is. God, take my life. Here is my life. Here are my gifts. Here are my talents. Here is my time. Here are my resources. And what's so awesome about this is that so often when we hear that message, people 
and I've and I've done this in my own life. When you when you hear this message of giving our all to God, we think that we're losing something. But Jesus said, the man who tries to save his life shall lose, shall in fact lose his life. But he who who willfully lets his life go shall find life. So God is essentially saying, hey, it behooves you to actually give me your life because I'm trying to bless you. When you give me your life, then you will experience my presence, my joy, my blessings, honor, success, healing, peace, joy and goodness. But that can only happen when you submit to me. And then you will experience this in your life. But God says, this is what love is. This is what it means to love God. Complete and willful submission to the person and will of God. Loving others. Recognizing and submitting to the divine spark in all of humanity. Let me read that again. To love others means recognizing and submitting to the divine spark in all of humanity. You know, human history is riddled with cases and instances where other humans did not accept, recognize, or submit to the divine spark in all of humanity. In fact, they believe that some people did not have that divine spark. They were less than human for all kinds of reasons, for race, for economic reasons, for sex reasons in terms of male-female, or because of their religion or what they believed or what they did not believe. But the scripture says as Christians, we're supposed to love other people. And this is recognizing and submitting to the divine spark in all of humanity. And there is no litmus test for this. There is no human litmus test. The only thing that we see and know is that if you are human, you deserve my love. You deserve my respect. And I recognize that there is a divine spark in you. And to that, I not only recognize, but I submit to or I honor that. Can you imagine if all of humanity would just simply recognize and submit to the divine spark in one another? No matter where you were on the face of the planet, no matter the color of your skin, no matter what region you were from, no matter how intellectually gifted or, 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 or may not according to, to regular standards or beauty or whatever preferences they may be. And guess what? And I hear the Holy Spirit saying this. When we recognize and submit to the divine spark in all of humanity, then we can be blessed by the divine spark that is within someone else. See, if you do not recognize the divine spark that is in someone else, then you can't be blessed by it. You can't receive it. And, and, and if they feel that bias, that discrimination, then they'll, they'll be unwilling to share that with you. And you will never know the blessing and how that can impact your life. You know, my life is blessed by other people. It's, it's blessed. My, my life is blessed by other people. And the older that I get, the more that I appreciate being in the company of others. Because so many of us, we believe that life is meant to be lived on an island. All I need is the Lord. All I need is Jesus. All I need is God. Well, yes and no. I understand that all that we need in the terms of submitting to and and, and, and in the case that we have to choose is all I need is God. But God never intended for you and I to live on an island by ourselves. That's why in this commandment, and think about this, Jesus could have said God's commandment is to do so many things. It could, could have been anything. But he says it's to love God and love others as you love yourself. So God intends for you and I to interact with one another. And that interaction is blessed. It is fruitful when we love one another. 
which I defined as recognizing and submitting to the divine spark in all of humanity. We're all divine. We're all God's children. And we should treat each other as such. And lastly, one that I believe that is often overlooked but is just as important as the first two, love yourself. Notice Jesus says, love others as you love yourself. So it sounds like the prerequisite to loving others is that we must first love ourselves, right? And to love yourself, I define as recognizing and submitting to the divine spark in one's self. Yes, if you are listening, you have the divine spark on the inside of you. God is in you and God has created you the way that he intended you to be. And he blessed you with gifts and talents and a personality that is unique to you, that is to be a blessing to all people. And I meet so many people who lack confidence and the love of self because they're constantly comparing themselves to other people, which is why the commandment says, thou shalt not covet. It is a distraction to want something that someone else has when the divine spark, when the God that is God is already in you, but in the way that it was intended to be in you. Because no one can bless the world like you can because you are uniquely you. I am uniquely me. But you have to first recognize and submit to the divine spark in oneself. And what does this mean to submit? I hear this. When we submit to the divine spark in ourselves, in ourselves, that means that we are going to allow that divine spark to come out and be released. Yes, we are going to allow the divine spark and the presence of God. The personality of God that is in ourselves to be released. When you keep that gift from the world, when you keep that idea from the world, you're not submitting to the divine spark within you because it is the divine spark that birthed that gift, that talent, that idea. So when you love yourself, you are recognizing and submitting to the divine spark in yourself and never compare that divine spark to someone else's because everyone's divine spark is a little bit different. But guess what? The source is the same. The commandment to love, to love God is when we completely and willfully submit to the person and will of God. This is where it all begins. When we love God all that God is, God is love, entangles us and fills us and pours out of us, giving us a human experience that we cannot get from anywhere else. When we love others, we recognize and submit to the divine spark in all of humanity that's loving other people and looking at others and saying, I recognize and respect what God has placed in you. Please bless me with your gift. I don't care what there may be on the, on, in the external sense. I don't care what I see. I know that you are the divine spark, that God is in you. And I recognize and submit to that. And to love yourself, recognizing and submitting to the divine spark in yourself. Because God is in each and every one of us. This is the commandment to love. And please remember that we are here to grow in this love. So from today forward, I hope that we all commit and say, God, show me how to grow in love, to love you with all of my heart, my soul and my mind and to love others as I love myself. 
completely and willfully submitting to you, God, and the divine spark in myself and others. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Gift of Love broadcast, where love is your greatest gift. If you would like to hear this episode and future episodes, visit us online at www.batisteministries.org. Again, that's www.batisteministries.org. Thank you, and remember to love God and love others, for love is your greatest gift.